peoples of the worldwide federated internet what's good So I wanted to spend a little bit more time or just kind of deal with Judah individually just because some of the things that Jacob says to Judah. And for those who may not know, I'm not going to assume everybody who listens to me understands this. The Bible is a, a thematic book and the biggest theme throughout the Bible is the fall of man and God's redemption of man. The Lord Jesus Christ is the point of the whole Bible. This is the focal point. There is peripheral issues. We have instructions. We have directions for righteousness. We have solutions to complex problems dealing with a myriad of things. But the focal point of the whole Bible is the Lord Jesus Christ. And in what uh, Jacob says to Judah, we see much of this. So without further ado, let's get into this. All right. Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies thy father's children shall bow down before thee this is so when you read when you read or me at least I'll, I'll say me when I read the Old Testament especially and I see things like this in my opinion, it's evident that these things are speaking of future events, things that the listeners, the original audience might not have even understand or, or understood the full weight of what they were hearing right here. You listen at again, Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Clearly a prophecy concerning future events and particularly the Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of Hebrews chapter 7. And verse 14, is that where I'm going? Yeah, that's where I'm going. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 14, the Bible says, For it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah, of which the tribe of Moses spake nothing concerning priesthood. 
this is where the Lord Jesus Christ sprang out of um, as concerning genealogy. It was out of the tribe of Judah. So that matters when you're reading through what Jacob is saying to his sons. This definitely matters, especially and particularly when he's talking to Judah. And that word Judah means praised. Uh, so we know that David sprang out of Judah, celebrated as one of the great kings of Israel and the King of King and Lord of Lords, the Lord Jesus Christ, sprang out of Judah. In verse, uh, some of you probably already know this, but I'm going to read it anyway. In um, uh, Matthew chapter 1, starting at verse 1, we actually get the lineage um, going all the way from Judah leading up to the Lord Jesus Christ. So anyway, the book of the, um, this is Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. I'm going to go down, I think, verse uh, 16. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac, and Isaac begot Jacob. Jacob begot Judas and his brethren, and Judas begot Perez and Zerah and Thamar, and Perez begot Esron, and Esron begot Aram, and Aram begot Aminadab, and Aminadab begot Naasan, and Naasan begot Salmon. And Salmon begot Boaz, and Rechab of Rechab, and Boaz begot Obed of Ruth, and Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David the king, and David begot uh, and David the king begot Solomon, of um of her that had been the wife of Urias, and Solomon begot. Now let me stop right there. Isn't it something that David? sinned against God, murdered Uriah the Hittite, took his wife, bare Solomon, and still, even in David's folly, God's will will be done. Just something I noticed. And Solomon begot uh, Reboam, and Reboam begot Abiah, and Abiah begot Asa, and Asa begot Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat begot Joram, and Joram begot Ozias, and Ozias begot Joatham and Joatham begot Achaz and Achaz begot Ezekias and Ezekias begot Manassas and Manassas begot Ammon and Ammon begot Josias and Josias begot Jeconias and his brethren about the time they were carried away to Babylon and after they were brought to Babylon Jeconias begot Selithiel Selithiel begot Zerubbabel and Zerubbabel begot Abiud and Abiud begot Eliakim and Eliakim begot Azor and Azor begot Zadok and Zadok begot Achim and Achim begot Eliud and Eliud begot Eleazar and Eleazar begot Mathen and Mathen begot Jacob and Jacob begot Joseph the husband of Mary of whom was born Jesus who is called the Christ I'm telling you, they kept some meticulous records. I can tell you that much right there. So that's the genie. That's the that's the genealogy, the earthly genealogy. And that matters, especially, like I said, and particularly when Jacob is talking to Judah. So in verse nine, Judah is as a lion's whelp. That's a, the, the young of the lion from the prey. My son, thou art gone up. And stooped down and and couched as a lion, 
and as an old lion, who shall rouse him up? So the idea and the thought behind this prophecy is Judah is uh, from Judah. This this is where the, the Messiah is sprung from. And remember, the Lord Jesus Christ overcame, conquered death and the grave. So I want to read um, Revelation chapter uh, 5, verses 1 through 5. Now remember what, what was said in verse, in verse 9 there. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And and no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth was able to open the book neither to look therein. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and read the book, neither to look therein. And one of the elders said unto me, weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Something else I wanted to point out is found in a book of first Corinthians chapter 15 verses 51 through 58. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump for the trumpet shall sound. And the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible, talking about his flesh, must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So, uh, when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, Forasmuch as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. This is a great conquering gained through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. He has conquered all, and I believe, again, this, this is not necessarily something I would debate or argue if, if somebody saw this different or disagreed, I'm not saying this emphatically, but I believe this is a reference to the victory that's coming in the Lord Jesus Christ. At this point, the Lord Jesus Christ had not come yet, obviously. In verse 10, 
the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. That word Shiloh means tranquil and uh, an epithet of the Messiah. And the word epithet means an adjective expressing some real quality of the thing to which it is applied or an attribute expressing some quality ascribed to it as a verdant lawn, a brilliant appearance, a just man, an accurate description. And if we go to the book of Luke, book of Luke chapter one verses 30 through 33. The Bible says, and the angel said unto her, fear not Mary, for thou hast found favor with God and behold, thou shalt conceive in the womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom shall be no end, no end to that kingdom. And that, and that is what, in my opinion, that is what, this verse is referring to here in verse 10 scepter is something that a a king or a royal would hold so it's saying that the the scepter right so royalty shall not depart from judah given the idea that royalty in the lineage of judah shall never end and this this is where this is the lineage from where the lord jesus christ was sprung uh verse 11 binding his fowl unto the vine and his asses cult unto the choice vine. Those are some very specific words there. He washed his garments in wine and his clothes in the blood of grapes. Now, who do you know in the Bible that is referred to as a vine? For those who read the Bible regularly, I'm sure you're familiar with these verses and the gospel of John chapter 15 verses one through five. I am this, is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking the true vine and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it uh, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit itself except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, uh, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing, absolutely nothing apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. I am not resting in 
my own righteousness. I have none. I am completely resting in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 12, his eyes shall be red with wine and his teeth white with milk. I'm not exactly sure um, how exactly uh, that verse applies. I believe this is definitely a reference to the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, as I've said before, I'm not afraid to admit I don't know. I'm not going to try to make something up, but, but, and this is, like I said, the reason I kind of wanted to spend some more time going through what Jacob said to Judah, because this is prophecy concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. There's people who don't really know or understand the Bible, and they believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is merely a New Testament construct, a New Testament idea that the Old Testament saints knew nothing of. Now, I'm not going to say that they understood the intricate details of what was to come, but they definitely knew of the Messiah that that was to come. They definitely knew that. They definitely knew that something was coming and someone was coming. Now, we, of course, looking back on history, have more details than they had. We have a New Testament. We have a, a, a testament to what the Lord Jesus Christ did. And we also have um, explanations in the New Testament of what the Old Testament represented. They knew something was coming and they knew there was a Messiah coming, but they didn't have all the details we have looking backwards. But I, I say that because there is a growing idea. Well, I say a growing idea. This idea has always been around that the New, the New Testament presented new ideas that were never conveyed in the Old Testament. And that's just not true. These same ideas were conveyed in the Old Testament they may not have understood or been able to connect all the ideas, but they knew that there was a Messiah coming. They knew that there was one coming of which all of these things hinged on. And again, as I've quoted before, time and time again, the Lord Jesus Christ said, search the scriptures for in them ye think ye have eternal life and they are they which testify of me and you will not come unto me that you might have life. The Lord Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the father, but by me. This is the importance of the things that Jacob was saying to Judah. It is important to understand that this is what the Bible is about. The Bible is not some self-help book as as some people like to proclaim what the bible is the bible is sort of like a flashlight we have wickedness all over us and we're in darkness but we don't know that then you open up that bible and that bible starts pointing out things about humanity in general and you start realizing that these things are true about you specifically we require a savior a sacrifice a pure and perfect sacrifice is required for sin. That is what the Lord Jesus Christ did on a cross for the sins of us all.
How do you escape that judgment for sin? Believe on him. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.